1: Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company providing life-changing nutrition education and counseling. You know, I want to share a comment from Tara, who took the 12-week Nutrition for Weight Loss program. She said the class was a life-changing event for her, basically. Tara wrote this comment on on her evaluation sheet. I signed up for this class expecting to learn... But, what I received was a makeover a makeover that has altered how I view myself and allowed me to heal myself. That was kind of an interesting thing to heal herself. I finally found a program that didn't make eating a game or a process. This is a program freed this program freed me up to really start being the person I am. who knew this approach was so simple. Yet so powerfully impactful to mind, body, and spirit. She really wrote some nice words.
2: That's lovely. Yeah, that's amazing.
1: She went on to say, Thank you for being such a great guide through these day these life altering changes. The day of the class has been my favorite day of the week for twelve weeks. Wow. <laughs> that's great. So all these nutrition educators, I got a couple of them sitting right here that yeah. teach a lot of classes. Think about this. Um, You know, Tara said it so clearly, food matters and nutrition produces powerful results, as we say, life-changing. But, you know, we all understand eating real food and not eating processed food sounds easy, but most of us know that it isn't always easy. Processed food is so available, and usually real food requires some cooking, (laughs) (laughs) So we want to talk to you about when you fall off your real food plan and how to get back on track. You know, first joining me as our co-host is Brittany Thomas, who is a registered and licensed dietitian, and she wears many hats at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Brittany, let's talk about all your different roles at Nutritional Weight and Wellness.
2: Got about 10 minutes here? (laughs) (laughs) I've been a busy bee. (laughs) But one of my favorite roles is working directly with clients in three different locations. I see clients at Nutritional Weight and Wellness's home office in St. Paul, Minnesota, also at our Lakeville location. In addition to that, I see clients at one of the businesses that Nutritional Weight and Wellness has a relationship with. So do you know where you are every day? What... I Oh, I <laughs> trust my calendar. So far, it hasn't failed me. <laughs> so what else do you do? I also lead grocery store tours. And by the way, the next grocery store tour is at the Cub Store in Maple Grove on Saturday, June 6th, from 10 a.m. until 1130 a.m. And so I think that
1: one is almost full. It so is. If people yes. are interested.
2: Yes. Call today. Also, in addition to those things, I write articles, I research, I do radio and TV interviews. So it's very busy, but Mm -hmm. so enjoyable. Never boring, is it? Never, ever boring. (laughs) And did I mention I also teach classes? (laughs) And another one of my favorite things is teaching the Nutrition for Weight Loss class. It is Really great to see those people week after week and all of the positive changes that that happen in their lives.
1: It is, yes. Mm -hmm. So also joining us today is Nell Calls, who not only has lost... 90 pounds, eating the weight and wellness way, but has kept the weight off for, right? Is this three years? Is this right? Or is it longer than that now? It's
0: been longer than that. My journey spans a lot longer than that. I think it's, I think we're coming up on actually four years since I hit the 90 pound mark. So now refresh
1: people's memory about your story, about your weight loss story and about your health story, basically. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh, I started to struggle with my weight or I remember the first parts of of beginning to think like my eating wasn't normal quote unquote um right around third grade, so I was wow. yeah third grade third grade it's been a long, long journey. this is the the defining journey of my life, I feel like uh and i i I have a story that a lot of people relate to when I teach those classes. Brittany and I are actually sharing a series in lakeville that's just just fantastic, but real stories um like. When I would come home for lunch and my mm-hmm. grandmother would make me a, a whole can of, of ravioli oh. and I would, you know, the the pasta pillows. Yes. And, and, you know, this was very early in life. And so and I just got a taste for it. Right. And so every day I would come home and I would eat that almost a full can and I would keep asking for more, keep asking for more. So that set me up for a lifetime of struggles with with carbohydrates and just eat can't that not being able to stop eating, always looking for something, never being satisfied, always being hungry. I bet a mm-hmm. lot of people can relate to that. My I when so. I mention that story in particular in my classes, the head nodding is almost <laughs> unanimous. <laughs> So, you know, I grew up, I was born in 1971, I grew up in the 70s when, you know, trans fats and processed foods were really, really coming into their own, a lot of convenience foods. And for me, I always tell people it was the exact wrong diet for someone with my body type and my inclination towards sugar Mm -hmm. to be eating. Um, so when I started with, with nutritional weight and wellness, I went to see Kara, and this was in, um, in this, I remember very clearly it was the summer of 2008 and, uh, I was, you know, kind of at the end of my rope really in mm-hmm. terms of okay. I've tried everything. So when Tara says I was, didn't treat weight loss as a game, I really relate to that comment because there's so much bad information and bad <laughs> ways of doing this that, really punish the person for yes. having um, an obesity or an overweight problem right right exactly and they're not helpful no so when I came into nutritional weight and wellness and I found this way of eating and the slow and um, healthy way um, the fact that that we never compromise health to lose weight um, and that's something I always lead with every class is remember we, your health is first and the yes. what's number on the scale is really second. Um, because you need to be healthy to lose weight, not the other way around, right? Mm-hmm, exactly. So, so you started this journey a long
1: time ago, then. <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> childhood. I remember the first. I I can almost remember the first time that I ate for comfort. Right? It was a cookie, you know, and and it was it because not everybody. You arrive there, right? right you, you, exactly. you learn it. And then it becomes very ingrained, right? Mm-hmm. That addictive process of I eat when I'm stressed. I eat when I'm sad. I eat when I'm happy. happy. Mm-hmm. I eat when I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> I eat. <laughs> and I eat all the wrong stuff left to my own devices. So,
1: <laughs> so you really need a plan all the time to follow. A plan and support. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So I thought for this show, we should look at some of the habits we established as children and really how they affect our food choices today. And I don't know if many people think about it this, but, you know, I remember my family had a bowl of ice cream almost every night after we were out in the barn doing our chores. I mean, we'd have dinner and then, you know, we'd work for another two or three hours. So guess what is one of my favorite foods? (laughs) Ice cream. (laughs) Ice cream, yes. (laughs) So typically in the past, I didn't keep ice cream in the freezer. For years, I didn't. And finally now, I can have a quart of ice cream in my freezer, and I don't even think about it. It's no longer part of my food habit. The good news is you can actually break that addictive habit when you stay away from it for a long enough time, I think. Mm -hmm. That's always a question though. Can you really break it? You know, basically it, at least it has worked for ice cream for me. I don't know if it would, but if I'd start eating ice cream, I think that would be right back to where it was. Mm -hmm. Yes. So your brain is no longer stimulated by a thought or a package. And I bet if you see that can of that, stuff that you used to have. Into- Ravioli,
0: it has a red label. Uh-huh. and a-
1: <laughs> That would stimulate your brain yeah. to you want more. So kind of some of that off-limit foods that we all know is going to get us back into the same addictive eating. You know, as listeners, how many of you can actually relate to my story, my ice cream story? I bet a lot of people can.
2: I I think so, definitely. <laughs> And bad habits often get stronger when there is that social aspect to it as well. You know, for example, making Christmas cookies with your aunts and cousins. Not only does the sugar turn on the pleasure center, but sharing a social activity such as making Christmas cookies also reinforces that pleasure center habit. So it's double that pleasure, but it's also double the addiction. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's for sure. And you may
0: not like what I'm going to say. (laughs) This Uh happens a lot in my classes. But often we need to change those social events and situations or even stop some social activities because the event tricks the brain into turning on the pleasure center and the desire for unhealthy food.
1: And I bet that's the one that, Nell, and I think in class, when we suggest something like this.
0: It seems very radical and undoable,
2: <laughs> yeah. right?
1: But it's
0: reality. It's reality. Yep. And it doesn't mean all the time. So there are times when I am much stronger in my program and plan mm-hmm. when I can go to a happy hour and have a club soda with lime and order, you know, a piece of chicken and some asparagus with, you know, good fat. Um, but then there are other times when I'm more vulnerable and I have to really monitor when those times are Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. Um, because I can't say, I can maybe say no to the alcohol, but the appetizers, the little fried foods, even things that masquerade as healthy stuff, you know, at first, like, oh, what's wrong with the corn chip (laughs) (laughs) with the guacamole? The guacamole is healthy, but then what I don't have problems with the guacamole, I have problems with the corn chips and stopping. And then. The thing for me, Dar, is intellectually I know it's going to get me into trouble, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And really for me, and I know for a lot of my students, uh, it it can be, you can very easily get back on track after that, but sometimes you get into this all or nothing thinking pattern Mm -hmm. where you're saying, you know what, I screwed up at the happy hour, why not have a piece of toast uh, before before bed? And then you wake up the next morning, you're kind of ravenous and you're like, Maybe that muffin is not going to hurt me. And then two months later. cycle. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm speaking from personal experience. <laughs> this has happened in real life to me. <laughs> so I avoid those situations now. After a while, I think I will be able to look at that food and see it for itself and decide rationally I'm not going to put trans fats in my body. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I bet I have another social event. <laughs> That most people can relate to. And
2: first, we better take a bear- oh. break. Oh, well, yes, already. I know. Time flies. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I am Brittany Thomas, registered and licensed dietitian. And today's show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. And in the last few years, so many men and women are developing hormonal problems.
1: That's for sure. They yes. Are. We see it all the
2: time. Yes, we really do. And this is often due to having an excess of estrogen in your body. Which which, is
1: probably new information for a lot of people.
2: Almost the opposite of what we often hear. Mm -hmm. And this is called estrogen dominance. So the excess estrogen can often lead to many different health conditions, such as increased rates of breast cancer, uterine or ovarian cancer, conditions such as endometriosis, PMS, fibroid tumors, fibrocystic breasts, Prostate cancer, many autoimmune diseases, and And the list list could go on. It really could. And as nutritionists, we want people to know where they're getting exposed to these estrogens and how we can help them avoid those products that can lead to this estrogen dominance and all those health risks that we definitely want to avoid. So stay tuned because with each break, we will share more information as it relates to estrogen dominance dominance the questions today please call 651-641-1071 welcome back to dishing up nutrition
0: brought to you by nutritional weight and wellness i am nell calls and i'm proud to say that i lost 90 pounds the weight and wellness way and i've kept it off for over four years four years yeah i almost stumbled because I, I, I we were doing the math over break. It's been four years. I eat this way for my young son, for my husband, and mostly for myself. This is truly the best I've ever felt in my life, which is very true. And yes, at one time I had a lot of those excess estrogens and I had PMS, mood swings. I cried easily. I was so up and down. My excess estrogen was coming from my fat cells. The more estrogen I had, the more fat I made. And the more fat cells I had, the more estrogen I made. I was caught in the fat-estrogen cycle until I got rid of that 90 pounds of fat. And you know, Nell, I think there's a lot of people that are caught in that same cycle. Oh, boy. And and it is a vicious cycle, right, Mm -hmm. until Mm -hmm. you work with a nutritionist to uh, rectify it. My PMS got better, my mood swings got better, and I don't cry for no reason any longer, which (laughs) is great. It's very, very liberating. Nutrition really is life-changing. For questions today, call 651-641-1071.
1: You know, before we went on break, I was talking and starting to tell about I have a social event or activity that we all do that most people can relate to. Probably this weekend, a lot of people are, can relate to it. I think so. It's buying junk food for a road trip. All right. <laughs> you know, we jump in our car and stop at the first convenience food gas station. and. You know what? We even stop if we don't need
0: gas. Mm -hmm. yet.
1: (laughs) So it's either a coffee drink like a mocha or something, you know, with a lot of sugar in it, a soda, energy drink, usually a Snicker bar slides into the bag Mm. and a big bag of Twizzlers. And of course, a bag of chips of some kind. And doesn't everybody buy Twizzlers for a road trip? Think about that. You know, a bag of Twizzlers has 360 grams of carbs or 90 teaspoons of sugar in it. Wow. And you know, between the red dye number 40 and the sugar, our healthy eating is left behind at the station. Mm. So often is our good mood is left behind. You know, a pint jar holds about 48 teaspoons of sugar. So 90 teaspoons is almost a quart of sugar. It's a big toxic sugar load that our chemistry just cannot handle basically. So my question always goes, how can a food manufacturer get 90 teaspoons of sugar in this bag of Twizzlers? I just It just blows my mind away, yeah. That's an it yeah. too? I mean, just thinking about it.
0: I used to plan road trips, not for the scenery, but for the junk food excursion. Mm-hmm. I bet a lot of people can and I'd relate to that. Absolutely. No. And, a, and a road trip to me could be a trip to Menards and a bag of M&Ms at the cash wrap <laughs> and then driving around and eating them until I got home. So that kind of secret eating, you know, so I told myself it was OK, because okay, it's a road trip.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: well, you know, I've often thought. So now this Menards make their money off of lumber
0: or food <laughs> at this point? They make money off of they used to make money off of me and all the candy at the cash register. <laughs>
2: You know, often clients tell me that they don't go to the movies for the movie. Mm -hmm. They go for the food. Mm -hmm. It's an excuse to get the popcorn, the soda. So it's a family-sized popcorn. You get the family-sized package of dots or whatever candy you might like. And then, of course, you need to finish it off with some soda. Of Mm -hmm. course. Yeah.
1: So, you know, all these social events can, and it will get people off track. Getting back on track often takes weeks after a big sugar binge. Understanding how social events can set you up for a binge or falling off your plan is really a key to your success. You have to understand how these things go. Yes.
0: I find my goal has to be stronger and I need to be more committed. I know processed carbs, they really, the sugar affects my brain chemistry. Sugar is always dangling out in front of me. I was telling Dar, sugar's wherever you go. You go to buy a book nowadays and there's sugar there, right? And it's trying to pull me away from my good Mm -hmm. health. Uh, So I need ongoing support. I find a nutrition class. I bet that's one reason that you continue to teach nutrition. Absolutely. You know, there is a correlation for me between if I go, you know, a month or so without teaching a class. Um, where I notice it, it really that weekly touch point with other people struggling as I am struggling mm-hmm. and getting that energy from people, um, like Tara said, it was a, it's a favorite time of the week. Um, is really really important. I also still see my nutritionist. I'm mm-hmm. actually uh, go on a fairly regular basis, and I find I'm more successful when I am. Um, seeing my nutritionist regularly, regularly to deal with my processed carb addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, and and if I was an alcoholic, I could not just take the first drink, right? Exactly. No, I, as a sugar holic, I can't take that first cookie or that first Twizzler. Yeah. Uh, the whole bag will be gone. Exactly. Yeah, you know, and or that ice cream container, right? Yes. Yeah, and you know, and now
1: you, you're just like everyone else with yeah. this. Absolutely.
2: And I think it's probably a new thought for a lot of people that what they're feeling is just like, what an alcohol, mm-hmm. yeah, but what an alcoholic feels What's towards... When they relapse. Yeah. Like when I go
0: into a kind of a sugar relapse when I am at Menards and I grab that bag of M&Ms, that's almost like a little, it's like a relapse for Mm -hmm. me. And really, I think those times as a lifelong sugar addict, those times are going to happen. And I tell that to my students, it's how you recover from Mm -hmm. it. Right. If you get all or nothing thinking and you say, well, you know, so what, I'm just going to keep eating my old pattern way. And, and, if you get that next meal or snack get right back on track though you minimize those times and they really don't add up over time mm-hmm. right you can keep the weight off or keep losing weight and i think a lot of the
1: clients i've noticed this the ones that are really committed are the ones that like during the holiday season i might see them every week mm-hmm. because they yep. know that they need that ongoing support and then when the time is easier and it's there's not so many social events going on you know, they're fine. Mm -hmm. So it's whenever that time is in your life that's really critical, then, yeah, see your nutritionist a lot more often.
2: That's what we're here for. (laughs) (laughs) So if you fall into this pattern of this addictive type of eating, the simplest way to avoid relapse is to know which social situations will put you at risk. And this is going to vary for everybody. So maybe it's a family reunion. Maybe it's a birthday party. Oh, we hear that all. Maybe it's... Gradu- yeah. Yeah. Graduation, graduation parties, parties. that's yes. a hard one yeah for a lot of people
0: that sheet cake comes out and it's like I can't not you know if I'm not eating a good balanced snack before I go into that situation or a good meal that cake is staring at me mm-hmm. <laughs> in the weight and wellness cookbook and the nutrition guide there are many recipes I make and have individual serving sizes in my freezer so I can quickly pop something in and eat something warm it up it's surprising how that simple act of kindness, I love the way you you say that, Dar, all the time. It's an act of kindness to yourself uh, to stop those cravings at the birthday or the graduation party and not want to eat that cake. You know, when my blood sugar is balanced, I can concentrate on being social mm-hmm. and talking to my friends and neighbors, and I'm not even interested in the food. It's that take-it-or-leave-it attitude towards food, right, which is so elusive to so many people. I have experienced it, and it's very liberating. Right. Yes. So every time I make a decision that is good for my body, I become more committed to eating the right foods. That's the trick. Right. It, it, it is. I love that. That's the trick. It, it, the more you do this, the more you eat the weight and wellness way, the more you listen to the radio show, the more you get the support. Mm-hmm. It's like a it's like a positive momentum.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think a lot of people do listen to the show just for that reason. Yes, it's, I think so. So I suppose we should take a break. Already. Already. Great.
2: (laughs) You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. And at the last break, I was talking about those excess estrogens. And I want to share some of the reasons why we have excess estrogens. Our lifestyle factors influence the body's production of estrogen. Obesity increases the production of estrogen by and, the way of our fat cells. Yep. And just like Nell was talking
1: before, how the yep. fat makes estrogen and estrogen makes, makes fat. fat. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And then excess insulin increases estrogen levels, which we know is also a problem for a lot of people too. Excess alcohol consumption increases estrogen levels. Birth control pills increase estrogen levels. Hormone replacement therapy increases estrogen levels, hormones given to animals, and that's present in our meat and our milk, increase estrogen levels, and then, of course, chemicals, which we are surrounded by now. PCB, plastic containers, dryer sheets, Agent Orange, DDT, many other chemicals. I recently saw that the average woman has about 300 chemicals on her body every day. Wow. Wow! Scary. Wow.
1: Interesting. Very interesting.
2: So when we come back, we will share food and supplement ideas to reduce excess estrogen. So questions, please call us at 651-641-1071.
0: Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company that provides nutrition education and counseling. We have six locations throughout Minneapolis-St. Paul area. In Nutrition for Weight Loss, we talk about eating lots of deep, leafy greens. That will help you detox the estrogens for sure. And you eat a lot of those, don't Yes, you? I do. A lot of <laughs> spinach. We teach people to include broccoli, kale, spinach, cauliflower, beet greens... Brussels sprouts at every meal, every meal, including breakfast. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And that will also help you detox those extra estrogens. Cooking in a pot and not in a microwave with a plastic container will also help you avoid adding excess estrogens into your life. That's a pretty simple habit. Pretty simple habit. Our Nutrition for Weight Loss series of 12 classes will be starting up again in June, the week of June 15th. We don't talk directly about estrogens in the series, but the series comes with an individual consult with a nutritionist. And if you feel this may be an issue for you, this will be a great time for you to discuss it. Please don't forget to take care of yourself during this busy time of year. You can't help anybody if you aren't helping yourself. Call 651-699-3438 to sign up for the class today. So, you know, we were on break, we were talking about
1: some of the other positive things that have happened to your health now. And, um, you know, let's just because people think that it's
0: just about weight loss. Right. It's so much more. Right. It is so much more. So I, uh, I continue to astound my physician when I go in for, I don't see the doctor very often, but I do go in for an annual physical. I like to check in with my blood work. And, um, and one of the things we talk about in, nutri- in nutrition for weight loss is there are more no, more than just the numbers on the scale. We get so focused with the numbers on the scale um, that we lose sight of all of these other health benefits. So for me, I was just telling Dar that um, at my last physical, my triglycerides were 35, which, you know, what is the baseline mostly H- under a hundred is good under mm-hmm. 50 better. Well, 35 is pretty astounding. Yeah, yes. And this is with eating saturated fats like butter and coconut oil. Um, as well as avocado and all kinds of good healthy fats, lots and lots of good healthy fats. But I really, really watch my carbohydrates because we know that triglycerides really come from excess carbohydrates, mm-hmm. right? Exactly, right. Um, additionally, my HDL, which is your you know good cholesterol, is very high. I don't know the exact number, but it's way up above 75 where we want it to be. Um, LDL is low and um my blood sugar the last time they checked my blood sugar it was like in the high 70s right oh, man that's great so no. i i all of that indicates that my insulin resistance and my metabolism are working better than they probably ever have in my life right yes, yes. so you know you think about it, if you hadn't been if you didn't come to our
1: class or make a consultation with kara That first, what was that year that you were?
0: 2008. As a matter of fact, I did take Jumpstart Your Metabolism was the first time that I interacted with the company. It was the radio show first. Then I said, you know, I'll just take a class. So Jumpstart Your Metabolism. And then I, when it really, though, started to work and become a lifestyle was when I was having regular appointments with Cara. Okay. For sure. Just think of where your health would be today. I don't. Even, I don't want to think about that dark because okay. <laughs> it would not be good, right? I. I would. I was a very unhealthy person. I tell my class. Um, last week, you all were talking about allergies, and I tell my class, you know what? I had. I used to go in for weekly allergy shots mm-hmm. to, to, when I was not eating this way. Um, that's a load on your time. It was a load on my immune system. They weren't really helpful. I was also had such bad allergies, I was taking cortisone shots. Um, When I started eating this way and over time, I don't have allergy symptoms at all, even during Ah. this very, very allergenic season, right? exactly. So very interesting.
1: And I think that's another one that people can't believe that eating this way will increase your immune system to the point that you no longer have these allergy problems. Yeah, yeah. yeah. constant yeah. sniffling. So healthy habits really start to change our brain chemistry. And like we said before, it, it gets easier and easier to stay on a good eating path. You know, at the beginning of the show, I read a comment from Tara, Tara who took the Nutrition for Weight Loss program. The evaluation form asked, how has your health improved? Tara said, I've noticed a distinct difference in how I felt each day. My attitude significantly improved as well. You know, I used to feel tired all the time and continually battled GI issues. You know, GI issues, you know, constipation, diarrhea. I'm sure that's what she's saying. Yep. Since starting my new approach to eating the weight and wellness way, I saw instant improvement in my GI issues within one
2: week. The bloating and gas probably went away. In one week. In one week. That's what's so amazing. In the classes, we have people come back and, yeah, they feel so much better in such a short amount of time.
0: And they've struggled with these things for a lifetime, usually. Yes. I mean, yeah, my husband especially, he had, you know, problems his whole life and he started eating this way with headaches and migraines. And, yeah, they go away really fast. Mm -hmm. So, and you're free (laughs) from that.
2: Yeah, And as individuals, like we've talked about, we have, I mean, realistically, we all have unhealthy food habits. Often, I think, triggered by memories from our youth. I know one thing that years and years I struggled with is I always felt I had to clean my plate. Oh, yeah. And that was going (laughs) back to childhood. We played the clean plate club and I always wanted to be president. So (laughs) even as an adult, I had to be so mindful about Hey, when am I actually full? Uh huh. Yes. And not having to clear everything. Yeah, yeah. It took me a long time to get over that. So, as a nutritionist, I I really try to help clients recognize how that habit got started and how we can replace that habit with a healthy one. And there's a lot of reasons for unhealthy food habits, and often they have a biochemical cause. So
1: here's a simple biochemical cause. You know, perhaps your vitamin D level this past winter was maybe it was a little low and you started having seasonal affective disorder. You know, it's called SAD. And you started to crave sugar and eat cookies or muffins. Or maybe you stopped for a latte on the way home from work because you were looking for some kind of energy. And now it's a habit and it's hard to shake. So the first step is to get your vitamin D level tested. And if it's low supplement with vitamin D. And we know in Minnesota and Wisconsin and all the northern states that that's true for a lot of people. Yes. And usually when clients have sufficient vitamin D, their cravings go away and their mood gets better. Mm -hmm. It just happens. Now it doesn't, you know, you can start taking vitamin D one day and it doesn't go right up.
2: No. I mean, it may take two or
1: three months before your vitamin D level gets up to a Level of around 50 so that you're feeling better.
0: And I find that vitamin D, when I miss that vitamin D supplement in the morning, my energy, I'll say, What is different about today? Oh, I didn't have my vitamin D. It's amazing for energy. I hear
2: that a lot mm-hmm. in mood.
0: And you mood, know, if yep. they miss
2: it, if people miss a day or two, they notice a difference in their mood. I, almost,
0: wow. I noticed it almost immediately. Yeah. 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 It's
2: crazy. Well, it is time for a break again. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you are new to our show, let me invite you to check out our website at weightandwellness.com. You will find many different articles written in a way that you don't need a PhD in chemistry to understand. And you will also find a wonderful video of Nell and see her before and after pictures, a list of all the podcasts of previous Dishing Up Nutrition shows, And best of all, a list of all of our classes and the products we carry and we ship for free, which is an awesome benefit throughout the U.S. So again, the website is weightandwellness.com.
1: Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavis, licensed nutritionist and the host of Dishing Up Nutrition for the past 11 years. You know, I'm really proud to say that we now have thousands of local listeners in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area, plus over 350,000 podcast listeners each month. Mind-bogglingly good. (laughs) Amazing. So our website is weightandwellness.com, or, you know, tell your friends that they can catch the podcast on iTunes. Um, Weekly we get emails from folks telling us how this show has changed their lives. You know, some people, I've had this many times, they've lost over 100 pounds just yeah. listening to the show. You know, they might live in Missouri, they might live, you know, who Texas, New York. You know, I think it's a kind of, we've got a massive support group going on.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yes. a great way to think yes. about it. I love that, Dar. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> so... You know, we,
1: before we went on break, we were talking about some of these things that happen that get us eating the way that are not beneficial for our health.
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We talked
1: about some events, social events, and we talked about having low, low vitamin D, a biochemical reason. So let's go ahead and continue to talk a little bit more about some of these reasons that people get these locked in bad food habits yeah mm-hmm,
2: yeah mm-hmm. first let's take a oh. call from julie she has okay. a question about vitamin d good morning julie
1: good morning i do have a question about vitamin d sure uh, when you i i have some like liquid vitamin d i think it's okay a thousand IU's per drop or maybe yes. maybe even more anyway um Will my body absorb the vitamin D if I just take it, you know, on my tongue? Or do I need to take another supplement
0: for my body to be able to make use of that vitamin D?
1: No, you should be able able to absorb that well. So you probably need, you know, three, four, five drops of that if it's a thousand milligrams. And you sure. can just put it on your tongue. Sure.
2: sure. Perfect. Okay. Thank you.
1: Okay. That was a pretty easy question. Yeah, that
0: was. <laughs>
2: Okay, so getting back to some of these biochemical reasons, uh, I have another example. When recently, I had a client with a bladder infection, and she had to take an antibiotic mm-hmm. for about 10 days to get over it, and then suddenly, her sugar cravings returned Oh, after they were gone for months.
1: You know, so again, another biochemical reason for relapse, you know, antibiotics... Basically, they kill off the bad bacteria, but they Mm -hmm. also cause the beneficial bacteria in her intestinal tract to be destroyed. And we need a lot of good intestinal bacteria to help with digestion and also to stop our cravings.
2: Yes, we do. And so
1: that got killed off with a bladder infection. Mm
2: -hmm. So I have my client add in a supplement called Bifidobalance three times a day before each meal. And within a week, her cravings were gone again. Pretty magical. So as a nutritionist, we are like detectives. We are here to figure out what is causing your relapses and then to help you figure out how to rebalance it.
1: I mean, we really sit and ask the clients lots and lots of questions. Mm -hmm. So when people make appointment, be ready for the questions because Mm -hmm. we're trying to dig down and figure out, Okay, when did this start? You know, how severe is it? What do we need to do to help to rebalance mm-hmm. people? Um, you know, sometimes we relapse because we're doing work so well, what we were doing works so well, we stopped doing it. Yeah. yeah. You know, I thought if we didn't, you know, we think, oh, well, you know, I'm doing so well, I don't need to pack a snack or I'm doing so well, I don't need to take our supplements or I'm doing so well, I don't need eight hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. And suddenly the old behavior we thought was gone hits a smack dab in the face mm-hmm. and we're back on square one. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was in my kettlebell class on Thursday, my instructor, Vern Gat- Atwater, he reminded me of this, is that sometimes we think we're doing so well, we stop doing it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Simple. Yeah,
1: And, you know, Vern is really a great kettlebell instructor. And... He understands each person's limits and strengths. And it doesn't matter if you're young or old. Mm -hmm. I'm probably the oldest in the class. Godar.
2: Which is amazing.
1: (laughs) So it's a great class. It's on Tuesday night. It's right down from our St. Paul office. And if you're interested, give Vern a call. His number is 612-202-1306. So I hope his cell phone is ringing off the off hook. Off the hook by now, he yeah. He doesn't even know that I was going to say this. That's today. Awesome. He'll be
2: surprised. <laughs> <laughs> so in addition to foods, because, you know, we always say food first and pure water, which is so important, we often use special supplements to support the liver so clients can detox those excess estrogens.
1: So we're back to estrogens, aren't we? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my favorite for both men and women is a supplement that calls EstroFactors. Now, it's got an interesting name to it, mm-hmm. but what it, it doesn't put estrogens in. It helps your liver detox those estrogens. Um, this supplement was designed by Metagenics, which is a great company, and I think a lot of people know that company, to support the liver, to support the liver with proper nutrients. So as estrogens left the fat cells the liver would break them down and eliminate them unnaturally. So the liver has to break down these estrogens. And I generally have people take, oh, about three estrofactors per day. And I used to say a couple of months, and now I'm saying three months. Then I started saying mm, maybe more like five or six mm-hmm. months because, again, we're getting it exposed to so many of those estrogens
2: yes. every day. And it's an accumulative effect, too. Mm -hmm. You know, we believe
1: it is best to work with a nutritionist if you've got an excess of estrogens. And, you know, know, Brittany, let's just talk about some of those conditions. You know, like if you've got PCOS, maybe, if you get endometriosis.
2: Yep. Really heavy periods. Right. Um, You know, lots of hot flashes Mm -hmm. during perimenopause. All kinds of signs, you know,
1: prostate enlargement, inflammation. So, if you have to if you're getting up and going to the bathroom several times a night, that might yep. be what's going on which
2: is such a common issue for yes. so many men mm-hmm. and so, they think it's just kind of how it has to be right yes.
1: right and I think in the past, men were told that it's higher testosterone and mm-hmm. actually it's higher estrogens mm-hmm. and this happens to be one of the areas in the United States that has more estrogens in our water supply than any other. Uh, state or city, which is really surprising. Wow. Well, yeah. it's coming from the runoff from the farmland. From the yeah. farmland. Farm, yeah. farmland. Yeah. yeah,
0: makes sense. So what happens if you don't eliminate those estrogens? So you said the estrofactors helps eliminate the estrogens. Mm-hmm. Do they just recycle in the body? They recycle and then you know again I, one of the side effects is it
1: feeds cancer cells. Yeah. So we end up having more risk of cancer. It feeds fat cells, so yeah. we have, we can gain weight faster and it creates more autoimmune diseases, which again is happening to so many people yep. these days. It's epidemic autoimmune diseases.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So again, it's going back to looking at all your lifestyle factors. We know that when we're eating more sugar, yep. we're probably creating more estrogen, we're recreating. recreating we're creating more insulin and then more estrogen.
0: Yeah, and as you're losing weight, you're releasing fat, yep. you're releasing estrogen, so it's even more important to get some support for sweeping that out of your yes. body, would you agree? Yes, exactly. Yeah, I was, I've was. i been on EstroFactors, it's been an enormous help through this journey that I've had, um, and I've been on and off it over time, and yes. it's great, it's a great yes. supplement.
1: Well, Nell, thank you so much for being on. Thank you. It's always a pleasure. Life, I love you. All is
2: Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not
1: intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have
0: not been evaluated by the FDA.